Welcome to another episode of Mick and Ori's Classic Cars. I'm Mick. And I'm Ori. And we're back talking about one of our favourite marks, the Ferrari. In this case, we're talking about the 246 Dino, which some comment whether it was a Ferrari or not, but Ori, one of your favourites. Yeah, definitely one of my favourite cars. I, I call this car the unicorn car for me because you don't see many of them. I mean, um, we live in Australia, so there are they are very rare in this country. If you're in Europe, to our listeners in Europe and America, or in the UK, obviously, there's a, a plethora of them available and getting restored, so you're very lucky in seeing them. Here in Australia, in my lifetime, I think I've maybe seen three or four in the flesh. Well, we've been lucky as well to see some that... Uh, We've seen one which is called a Chairs and Flares. Yeah. You know, a yellow one that came over from England not so long ago and it did well in the local concourse here in, in Adelaide. And that that book, sorry, that car had the original books, original sales invoice attached to it. Had everything. Yeah, then phenomenal It car. was really good. It was a yellow car. It really looked good. That's the first one I think I saw live close up and got to sit in it and actually open a door, close a door and things like that. Before that, for me, I've only ever seen them in movies or in um, you know on the internet. Well, I've, I've been fortunate enough as a younger kid to actually be a passenger in one, but that was sort of before I knew much about them and, and it was a little bit rough from what I remember. But that's, again, you know, depending on, you know, that, that particular one. But we've been also lucky enough to see one that's gone through a, a major restoration locally. Yes, at our technician, uh, Mario Lumbrasciano from Veloce Motorsport, has been restoring one for nearly three to four years now. Something like that. And so uh, I've been lucky enough in the last year and a half to see that car being worked on. And I tell you, every time I go there, I must spend a good half an hour just looking at every angle of that car, every side profile, the interior, the exterior, the engine, everything. Yeah, everything. there's no bad angles. There's there. no bad angle on that car. And it's just, I think you summed it up. No one actually ever acknowledged these cars as Ferraris, right? Because they weren't badged as Ferrari. There's we no badge that. at all. The The engine, I think, was made in, in the Fiat factory. Right, okay, so there you go, so... Removed from Ferrari. The car itself was made in Modena, we know that, on the same line as the V12s were being made. But for me, I don't want to see anything Ferrari on them. No, you want it as original as possible. Absolutely, and studying and doing the history and looking at them and understanding more and more about them. The values have obviously skyrocketed, and we don't talk about values, but values have skyrocketed on these cars. And... The ones that aren't bastardised with any Molested Ferrari, at all. Yeah, yeah. correct, are the ones that are worth uh, huge dollars. And then when you go into it, like you mentioned, chairs and flares, well, they are true unicorn cars. Yeah, and chairs and flares, for the listeners, uh, the flares are the flaring of the front and rear guards to fit wider rims. Uh, and wheels, and also the chairs are. They talk about. The, I'm the pretty Daytona sure it's seat. the Daytona seats. Yeah. And you you could have ordered it not as the pair. You could have just had the Daytona sheets, yes, cor- seats, correct. or the or the, the flares. flares. Yeah, and, and they're both. even rarer themselves. But you know, there's another aspect about the two four six Dino. Along with the lines, yes, it's the V six, so not a V eight. We know that both were V uh, V sixes, the two o six and the two four six. But I what I love about it is the amount of different colours this car was released in. Many, many colours, and a lot of them weren't red. Correct. And to your point, 
I actually don't like it in red. Well, this colour that we're talking about that was at Mario's, it was painted a different colour. So they've taken it back to the original silver or whatever the equivalent name is in Italian. I'm not sure what the Argento is. It's Argento. Well, it wouldn't be Argento Nürburgring, but no, yeah, but one of the Argentos that comes in their uh, colour scheme. And absolutely looks immaculate. I mean, the paint job's phenomenal. The, and the, well, this gentleman's put tan interior in there, which is an original. should have blue. Leather. It should have had blue. Should However, have, as the they discussed, works. the tan works. And also... To change the interior is not big dollars. So at any point, because the guy's not looking to sell it, is uh, it can, you know the new owner can buy it. You know it's worth the money, and you can just change the interior if you want it particularly original. And you know Mario did a full nut and bolt restorations, pretty much on that car. Yeah. Well, so the bodywork was done by um, TPPP. Yeah. That's done uh, separately, and Mario put most of it back together, and also the engine bay and all that sort of stuff. So, and get, accessing parts, Mario said, was yeah, you know, whilst difficult, it actually wasn't as difficult as I would have thought finding parts for a car like this. Yeah, I think some got fabricated, some were you know little bits and pieces, or some of the screws to match or whatever got fabricated. Does that change the value? Do you think, or do you reckon all the restorations would have those fabricated well parts if, to a certain extent? Even if it is, as long as it doesn't have to have the name on it like Fiat or whatever and it's you can't see the difference between the original part and the fabricated part well that's okay too I suppose and then Mick to your point they came out with over the front headlights some are covered some are uncovered that's right right there's different series in the cars and we'll get to that in a second but I prefer the uncovered ones well I think look I don't mind either one I've, I've seen the ones covered but not in real life so I'm not sure whether we've got any in Australia but you know, looking at it without the cover, I reckon it looks clean. Yeah, but I, look, I wouldn't be fussed either way, Ori. Really, really. I agree. We're getting we're getting picky on a car that you know that those grills on the bonnet look unbelievable. Have you actually driven been in no, one? No, I've never. Like I said, I've sat in one. That's the closest I've got to. Now I know you're about to, you know, make one of my childhood dreams come true because you actually got to go in one yeah, recently. Well, well, that one there, Mario said, look, if you don't mind coming with me, the owner's picking it up in the next week. Can you come with me because I'm going to take it for a, you know, sort of test drive, run, yeah. just a test run, and I want to do about an hour. So that way, just in case there's anything and we've got to stop or whatever because it was the first major drive since putting it all back together. And I've got to say, I sat in it. Absolutely beautiful. The smell, the leather, the carpets, everything was immaculate. The mouse hair, the vents, you know, it was unbelievable. And it drove beautifully. So no squeaks, no creaks, no magic. no rattles, no so not at all. The uh, comfort of the seats. Is it a comfortable car to sit in? Because it looks like a little bit lying laid back a little bit, really low. You're low. It's it's certainly low, but for me, um I'm Oh, I'd say I'm five foot eight, or you know, one eighty centimeter. Not, not, not one eighty. But anyway, Mario's quite tall, so when he sits in it, his knees are sort of touching the steering wheel. But uh, for me, it was actually very comfortable. And although your foot feet are offset because of the wheel arches, of course, but it was very comfortable. Does it pull? I mean, gear to gear, you feel it. I mean, it's a V6, right? But it had plenty. Like Mario was naturally not over revving it, of course, because he was trying to do, you know, just, you know, bleed it in slowly. But it pulled nicely and it was smooth. You, This one here didn't have, because it's got a standard, you know, original exhaust, didn't have a loud exhaust. So you're listening to the carbies. The sucking the air in and thing, and you're hearing the engine, which is which is great as well. 
and it pulled nicely. I mean, it's only got, a, I don't know, 113 or 18 kilowatts or something. Yeah, it's, so it's, not, not, it's not a lot of not horsepower. Not overly powerful. Yeah. And gear to gear, I mean, are Very they short? Gear, but is he revving it to, I don't know, 5,000 revs, 3,000 revs? No. Or is it just a normal V6 drive? Like, is it a completely different drive to a Ferrari is what I'm trying to well, get. Well, I, I don't know. I wasn't, unfortunately, yeah, well, I wasn't fortunate enough to drive the thing and I couldn't because it's not, not not his car to allow me either, but it was very smooth. The gear changes were smooth. He would between gears, he would rev it between change at three, sometimes four, sometimes five, uh, but he wouldn't push it too much. But it was very, it had plenty of torque actually. I was surprised. And cornering and things like that. Did you feel anything going well, around cornering? We, Not that you went at speed. No, right? we didn't go at speed, and also you know it felt stable on the road. Uh, plenty of looks. I mean, it was a nice day. It was it, plenty of looks from passerbys. I, I think that's that's the one thing that I love about this car. It's the look of that car. You cannot help but just stare at it anywhere you look. Yeah. Anywhere you look. We've we've said it. You know, to look for one of these cars as a project car would be a dream. But like I said, we're we're not spoiled like where they are in Europe and the US. That there there's a few of them around. They do come up because people are seeing the values, so they do come up for sale and people think, oh, I've had it for a while now, I can you know, make some money or whatever. But again, if you're looking at a, a project car is one thing, but if you're looking at a, you know, a, a, an immaculate one or concourse, you've got to make sure you're getting the right one and you're paying for what you think you're paying for. Well, these cars, you know, released in 69 roughly, uh, made to the early 70s, 3,500 odd cars made. GT, GTSs, what would you prefer if you had to? Because I'm not a big Spider-Man. No, GT for me. GT for me, but you know what? Some of those GTSs, I actually do. This is the one car that I would... Really? Yep, it wouldn't mind if I had a GTS. I think especially if you're tall, a GTS would be handy because you could drive it with that. So these these would have been some of the first Ferraris or, you know, from the Ferrari factory, let's say, that got delivered to Australia. Because I know a couple of people here in South Australia actually owned them and was their everyday driver, a friend of ours. Yeah. You know, this was their first, and then they went up to the Mondial. Mind you, there were V12s that came out to Australia. Okay, Australian at the delivered. same time. Yeah, or before that. You know, the, the 60s had some. And there's actually a book on early V12 Ferraris uh, into Australia. If you look at the cars around, though, at that period and that time, Pininfarina just got it right with this car. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. The lines. The Everywhere you look. And actually, you know, when you mentioned about the uh, looking at it and the curves, when I was sitting in the passenger seat, all you can see the wheel arches on either side. Yeah. Beautiful curves. Really nice. And I like that, you know, the air vents behind on the side of the back. You, you know, pays homage to what the Ferraris are today. That's right. Yeah, They've kept of, some of the themes. Correct. They have kept some of the themes. Yeah, great car. What great I noticed car. as well, changing a little bit of the subject, is the naming of the cars, like the 246 GT, a GTS hasn't got written GTS on the back. No. They're it's, all D. Well, they, they're, they're all just, just D. D, D yeah. Or Dino on the badge. 246 two, at the back. Yeah. Yeah, correct. So there's no GT or GTS. No, they've got the GT. I think pretty sure it's got GT. Written, but it hasn't right? got GTS. It hasn't got GTS. So, and then you got the three series cars that came out also at the time. Yeah. So because there was the two hundred six was the first one, right? Two hundred six was the first one, and that was all alloy body. Yeah, and only one hundred and fifty six examples or, seven or something. Yeah. yeah. So all left hand drive. I don't think 
any of those made it to to Australia. I think they are all in Europe. And if they did, well, then it's a grey import. That yeah, would have absolutely. Been, it wouldn't have been Australian delivered. And so then it went to a 2.4 litre V6. And I think the main reason for that is at that stage, uh, Ferrari were probably trying to compete with Porsche, I'm guessing, mm. uh, a little bit, and bringing out, you know, a 911 equivalent. But the 206 sort of lacked a little bit in power, so they brought it up to 2.4. And that, so that first 206, then the first 246 after that 206, sorry, is the L series? Is the L series. The first one, series one of the 246 is the L series, and they kept a lot of the things of, of the, the 206. Yeah. So I think that had aluminium doors or something? Yes, correct. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I think uh, from the M and then uh, later the E. It was all, all still body. All still body. So, so even so the L is still body. It's just a couple of things had the. So it'd lighter. So really. If you say, I said that this was a unicorn car at the beginning, tr- the true unicorn would be the L. Well, the, the L, L series. because that's the purest compared to the 206. Yeah, so, and there's only 357 of those made, I Not think. Not many at all, yeah. So they had the windscreen wipers that were clapping hands. They call them clapping hands, windscreen wipers, not parallel. And I think even the series after that, the M series had them as well. Uh, it's only when they went to the Series 3 cars, uh, my understanding is the E-Series, where they produced a lot because uh, they were selling well in, in the US. So they produced uh, probably similar amount of uh, GTs compared to GTSs in the you know 1,400 and 1,300 respectively. Do you know if, um, like they did with your Dino Series, the 308 GD4, did the showrooms have to put something on these cars to sell them that said it was a Ferrari? Like, did they have no, to put badging? Not, these these you, sold themselves no problem, did these they? These apparently sold themselves uh, easily. I think because of the looks, let's face it. Okay. You know, and, and they were cheaper than the V12s equivalent. Yeah, I think, well, know. these got released for at the time for 13 odd, thirteen and a half thousand dollars Pounds or something. Pounds, like yeah. Pounds, yeah. So, cheap. Well, cheap. Well, we say. It still would have been expensive, but it was really the when they brought out the 308, the GT4, the wedgie one, they went from Bertoni, sorry, they went from Pininfarina to, to Bertoni, and the looks, I mean, the, the GT4 didn't compete with looks from the 246, you know, so that's the ones that they rebadged after the, the Ferrari factory told them to uh, rebadge them to Ferraris until the later series in the GT4s, which were all badged as Ferrari. Ferrari, yeah. yeah. So it's it's interesting with the, the 246. Uh, what I like about the non-US delivered is we haven't got the in, the rectangular Those, indicators. You're right. So I've been, as you know, hopefully one day can afford to buy one and restore one. I want to restore it. I don't want to make have. I don't want to have to buy it. Oh, so you're happy to restore yeah, one. So yeah, you're going to be you're going to be okay with looking for things and well, yeah, seeing I, it in I a mess. As I get older, I'd love to you know spend time and take a few years in doing that. I think that's a great project. Hopefully, do it with a you know. A few passionate people, uh, Michael. You're one of them, um, so you'll be looking around. For oh, I love it. Yeah, but um, when you are looking at them and you look at see, and I've seen plenty of them for sale. You're right; those indicator lights on the US ones ruin it. They ruin it. And then the problem with that is, if you got a US one, sorry to our US listeners, yeah, is you wouldn't change it from left hand drive to right hand drive because you're changing the originality. So would you change the indicators? Yeah, you'd have to leave them on. You'd have to leave you'd them have on, to leave I think so. Yeah, the good thing about it, I don't the the US didn't bring in those bumpers, the big bumpers yeah. that they did in the GT4s. 
So that that's a big plus because those bumpers did did make it you know visually not as enhancing. The UK one for us living in Australia, I suppose if you were going to buy one, you'd buy the UK. The UK because it's already right hand drive. The only thing is you've got to be wary of the two four sixes because of the rust. The 206, which, as you said, is very rare, so it would be unlikely to get one of those, but that would be aluminium. The corrosion would be a little bit less, I would say. Yeah, and, look, and I know a lot of these a lot of these steel ones have had the anti-corrosion or anti-rust drilled into the sides of the doors. So. Yeah, they talk so, – and also the chassis. They drill the chassis and yep. spray it in there. But if you're going to get one that's restored – you really have to know whether they have done that or not. If you're paying top dollar, you want to know where it's been and how it's been restored. Yeah, and I think a lot of these cars that are coming up, and you know, I said it at the beginning, the different colours is what I love about about the 246. There's so many yellow and red ones on the market. I don't think they're, they can't be all original A lot colour. of the red ones, I would guess, would be, you know, painted uh, red, resale red. I would suspect they weren't. Red, like I'm not sure what color was this gray one that this silver gray one that we've looked at was that red? Uh, I believe so. It was and red, it, and, and we, he's taken it back to the original to the original color. color, which he didn't want to do. He didn't want to Initially, do. He got the he advice from uh, Mario and probably uh, Theo as well. Yeah, so Mario won that battle, but couldn't win the battle on the interior. Yeah. But he didn't mind that with the interior because there's not a lot of interiors, only two seats, a bit of carpet. So for a, a few a few thousand dollars, of course, but it wouldn't take much to get it to the original. I'll tell you, that's another thing. And, and Mario's an expert when it comes to these vehicles. There wouldn't be too many in Australia that I think rebuild and do these sorts of old vehicles. But in the UK, there's a few places that are actually just do restoration on the 246. It's amazing, oh. yeah. And, and the you, detail and, you know, you've got, you know, it's many companies over in the UK. Yeah, so that would be one of my fears too. Whoever touches the car knows what they're doing because they're so f- rare. You don't want to be a guinea pig. You certainly want to make sure that the people working on the restoration, they've done them before because you do learn. And there are little differences, like you've said, between Series 1 and 2 and 3 cars, which is the L, M and E. And... It, it, you know, you've got to pick up on them if you really want it original. You've got to make sure that you keep to that originality. Okay, here's your choice. Colour? What colour would you pick? You've already said you want Berlinetta. You don't want a GTS. Certainly want a GT, yeah. Colour? Colour. Interior and outside? Look, I don't even mind the uh, the greens. There's The green looks good with a tan interior. Yep. A dark green with a tan interior. I'm not sure whether it's British racing green or, or not. Yellow, I'm not real sure about yellow and probably not red. Yeah, you're the, like me. The silver, I'm not sure whether they made a darker silver or... They not- did. There is like a gunmetal silver, a gunmetal grey, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I think DK Engineering in the UK has actually got one for sale Yeah, with tan interior Darker grey looks. Not Gunna de Fugili. Gunna de Fugili is the <laughs> official colour. Uh, it looks unbelievable, right? It looks absolutely unbelievable. The one I think I'd like is the dark blue. Dark blue. Uh, yeah, I like. See, now this is where I'd go for the lighter blue like yours. Like the, your Dino. The, the, the Metalizzato. The Metalizzato. Absolutely. I think it looks fantastic in that blue. That lighter blue, once again, with a tan. With a tan? Would look well, fantastic. Well, even with the blue inside. Yeah, with the the, yeah. Blue, the the silver. See, I would go silver with the blue. 
Absolutely. Silver with the blue, yeah. yeah. And there's one colour that I – really, when the gentleman – he's got a Chairs and Flares one, he lives in Sydney, and he's restoring it. And when he told me the colour of the car, the original colour, I said, that can't be a Ferrari. That's when I went back and had to do some study. And what was it? What colour was it? It's a viola. It's purple. Oh, how good's that? It's purple. And I said, I've never seen a purple Ferrari. What's this guy doing? He's completely – And was it? It's, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, yeah, viola. And so if you go back and have a look at that beautiful purple – Oh my God! It is stunning, absolutely stunning. I think in a in a case where you know, it probably goes for a lot of cars, but the two four six particularly, if the panel work and the paint has been done professionally and it is good, it is going to look great in any color. In any color, well, it looks great. It, I, I think you're right. It's that rarity, you know. I was you. You bought it past my house, so we got to see it. And that morning, I know I remember going back inside with my wife and my daughter, and everyone was like, "Wow, what a beautiful car!" Yeah. Like it was one of the first cars that my wife finally said, "That is a beautiful car." It just is just a beautiful car, and I, I think that's one that you just want to do. You know, do the drive days with, and you know? and I think a drive day with that, you wouldn't be. I don't think you'd be want to be screaming around corners or anything. It's more of a, a spirited drive. Yeah. Like, like you said, it's a head turner. How many people looked at you oh, have, uh, looking at that car and just a, oh, and it wasn't in the red? So yeah, exactly. You're sharing part of automotive history, you know, when you look at something like that. And it hasn't got the Ferrari badge. Nothing. You know? Not not on the wheels. Not on the engine. There's so, nothing on that that says Ferrari. And it's not about speed. You're 100 percent right. For me, it's just that is a true cruiser. I agree 100 percent, Ori. Yeah, and look, one day. Um, you know, you'll you'll get your dream. I think. But just to go in one, to, to, well, sorry, to drive one, I think will be you know a dream come true. I look, Let alone I own one. I really want to drive one. What I, I was surprised when we did go for that drive is it's chain driven, of course, so you don't have an engine out uh, cam built service or you know cha- doing the cam belts anyway. It was very very smooth. I I was pleasantly surprised. It really ran like a brand new car. Because that that fourteens the the tires on there, so uh, that I'm not sure if they they wouldn't be any more because the the GT4 came out with fourteen, so yeah. they certainly wouldn't be any more. But it was very very smooth. So smooth was yeah, okay. The only no. thing there was they, they still had to do a wheel alignment because the steering wheel was offset a bit. But you know they knew that because they changed all the suspension and that. So there was just wanted to put a few kilometers on. Did that? Did they come with power steering? No power steering. No. Them. So but the steering looked fairly light. The way he was driving, it looked like it was fairly light. Because he's got the, the right size tyres, so he hasn't yeah. put oversized tyres, which would give you more rubber on the road, which makes it harder on the steering. So the steering looked quite light. I mean, you've seen on YouTube David Lee, his collectors, his Evo. Oh, he's got a V8 yeah. in there, bigger top. That, I think, he's got power steering on, hasn't it? It has, yeah. It's yeah. got all the mod... Yeah. Mod cods on there that yeah. So would you rather have something like that? So that's a rare car. Well, it's only, that's one of one, right? <laughs> yeah, but he's done it. In, he's yeah. done it himself. It's worth a lot of money. If I had a collection of cars like David, you'd have one probably, of each. Yeah, I most probably would say I'd have one of each. But if I only got to choose one, I'd have an original. Yeah, I'm not sure what electronic stuff he's got in his. Yeah, I don't think it's too much. But it's just mainly the engine, the Evo engine that he's put in the V8 engine. But for me, I think I'd keep it original. Yeah, and it does. It sings beautifully. I I was really, really pleasantly surprised, and I was pleased that it didn't have a loud exhaust. Like I drive my GT4, and it's loud in there. This wasn't. But as this loud. one here, you're just listening to the engine. 
so nice. You know, and the so. carbies, of course, you know, sucking in the um, the air. Oh, beautiful. Oh, Mick, anyway, one, one, one for the future. One for the one future, to one towards. to dream about. Yeah, but, absolutely. Uh, there's uh, people, a lot of stories on these two four sixes and people that have had them and thought they should have kept them and all sorts of things. But they are beautiful looking cars. And uh, one day, um, definitely we my may favorite. drive one to start off with. Yep. And we yep. might have a different tune. Who knows? But I doubt it. Well, actually, now you said that. It's funny because a friend of ours actually did own one. And I said, yeah, this is my dream car. I would love to own this car one day. I remember what he said. And yeah. he said, yeah, he bought one. It got shipped over. He went to pick it up. He drove it from where he picked it up home, turned around and took it back, said it was the worst thing he'd ever driven in his life. Yeah. Now, he was a big, tall man. We know that. But you know what? He's got an unbelievable Ferrari collection also. So Yeah, he wouldn't have been comfortable in it because he's uh, really, he was oversized for the car. But no, in I don't think I'll be turning well. mine around. No, no, I wouldn't turn mine around either. <laughs> All right. Should we leave it there? I think we'll leave it there, Ori. Uh, discussions for another another time. Anyway, thanks uh, for listening. You can certainly reach the show via email, mickandori at gmail.com or on Instagram. And we also got uh, do have a web page that you can go direct to the podcast. And remember, if your car's not a classic, it will be one day. Thank you. Thanks, guys.